Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Couch Potato Podcast. Will comes by today's show to talk about the big weekend that was in professional wrestling. That's right. AEW had their double or nothing pay-per-view and the WWE held their premium live event, Night of Champions. It was an awesome weekend for professional wrestling fans out there. We are going to give you our thoughts on both events. We're going to talk to you about what we think might happen next for MJF and Roman Reigns, plus our five favorite matches from the weekend. So, after the guitar riff, the Couch Rotato Podcast is coming up next. And we are back. Joining me on today's program is Will. How's it going, man? What's going on, man? Ah, not a whole lot. Just uh, trying to figure out... What to think of the uh, the big wrestling weekend that we were able to enjoy or not enjoy, depending on how you look at it. Uh, we got Night of Champions on Saturday, and we had Double or Nothing and NXT Battleground on Sunday. Uh, so if you were a wrestling fan, this was a dream come true weekend. These types of weekends don't happen too often, but uh, I don't know. Uh, kick off with uh, Night of Champions. I didn't get to watch this live. Um Family obligations uh, take precedent, so I had to watch this uh, much later. So I already knew what happened, but uh, I don't know what. I was curious. What did you think of the the card? So, I'd I'd say building up to the sh- building up to the show, I thought it was okay, and some of the matches, I just I really wasn't feeling it, man. Like I I don't know. Some of the matches I did like, just a quick highlight, you know, Brock Lesnar and Cody. I thought that was really good. The bloodline stuff, that's always great. And this, and here's what's crazy. Seth and AJ match kind of zoned out. Mm-hmm. Really did. Kind of zoned out toward the middle of that show. And I was just like, I don't know if I, if I like this or whatnot. And I think it's just because I know... I think it's because I knew that Seth Rollins was going to win that belt. Like, he's that guy, obviously, right now to you know, be the face of that company. Well, I can say that company, that that brand. And I don't know. I just feel like AJ, I mean, yeah, he's cool. But I feel like maybe they could have put somebody else in there. It maybe would have upped that match a little bit. But, again, I'm just probably being nitpicky. But, yeah. So, basically, the two highlights of my night, of that night was... Cody and Brock and the Bloodline stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. And I'm a big Oscar fan. But, like you said, through our talk earlier in the week, you said that that probably should have happened at WrestleMania. Yeah, let me touch on that. Like, Asuka uh, takes the uh, title from Bianca Belair, and she'd had the women's title for over a year. So, like, I was Mm -hmm. led to believe that she was going to go on this Roman Reigns-esque run on the women's division. And then... But, go ahead. And they, they just dropped the the belt at Night of Champions when... I, I just... For me, I, I felt like if you're going to let her drop the belt or have her drop the belt to Asuka, why not fucking do it at WrestleMania? So you thought it was random? Yeah, I just thought that the booking was very random. The thing about it is... What pay-per-view was before this? Backlash. Mm. Okay, so I... And she, yeah, she wasn't there. I feel like... 
they did that just because I know a lot of people were let down that she did not win that belt at WrestleMania. And then I remember her getting online via Twitter and was tweeting out a bunch of stuff. I don't know. Like, was she mad or something? And then, like, they kind of felt bad. And they're like, okay, well, Bianca drop it at Night of Champions. That could have been a picture. Then, uh, secondly, the other thought I was like, okay, they keep always putting emphasis on this is a big show. We're trying to make this like one of the big premium PLEs. Like this is a this is equivalent to a WrestleMania and a SummerSlam. Like this is up there. They're always doing this for them fucking Saudi shows, and it's annoying. I feel like that's why they probably felt this is a big enough show. Let's drop the title here. Yeah, that's that kind of what I was I was thinking. It's I think because these uh, Saudi shows are like kind of big and spectacle but nothing really ever happens i think you and i've even said that these shows a lot of times don't feel like they're part of the wwe canon yeah they don't it's just I like okay this one, was. this one was yeah i mean it just feels like a lot of times it's like okay well roman's gonna defend the belt against logan paul you know roman's not leaving without the belts but hey they're gonna put on a good match mm-hmm. and i think that's that's kind of what it is just with everything that happened between uh them deciding to crown a new champion here and then taking the belt off of Bianca. And then essentially you started the breakup of the bloodline here, which mm-hmm. I thought this was just going to be a throwaway show. Like, okay, like I'll watch it. It's probably got some good matches, but I didn't expect anything big to happen. <clears throat> and that's kind of what I think. It just, I think like, okay, well we have to make this show seem important. Well, they got so, to cater to them. Well, you know what? I mean, they're getting paid. I, over there. My wife asked me how much the WWE was making off of this deal, and I thought like it was like a 10-year deal for like $100 million. I hadn't really looked at the specifics too much. So I'm like, I wonder how like, – it has to be more than $100 million for 10 years. I was like, that's, that's kind of a you – know, that's kind of a, a hearty discount that the Saudis are getting. And I looked at it like, oh, no, it's $100 million <laughs> a year for 10 years. So it's like a billion-dollar deal. Yeah, they get have the money, so that's why I feel like they're WWE looks at it as like okay, the Saudi trust fund forking out all this money to us, and we could potentially keep this going and get more because that can back a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they're like okay, well since they're doing that for us, what we can do for them is ask this show up like it's as big as WrestleMania and make it feel like part of the WWE canon. Yeah, that's. That's why I think a title went down. That's probably my mindset was their mindset was this is a big enough show. We can do a title swap right here. A title drop, excuse me. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the first time. Well, no, they did the, the fiend lost the title to gold Goldberg, but I'm not fucking talking about that. But oh, no, oh boy. Yes, you are. Cause we not about to talk. Now. I was waiting for this. We not having no Goldberg slander around me. No hell <laughs> the fuck. No, well, yeah, you know, you, I'm a W. W guy, you sort of threatened me on a text message earlier. Said I was next. Said, Who's next? <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that's the only time that that had happened. Though was uh, that match where a title had changed hands. So I just thought it was a little, yeah. a little Random. odd to see because I didn't get the results until uh, later. And then uh, 
I mean, of course, this shit happened in the main event. I said there was a title drop. I didn't tell you who. I said there was a title drop. Yeah, I, you told me that. Then I, I was looking it up on uh, the Bleach Report. I seen that uh, Bianca had lost. I'm like, well, that's fucking strange that they did that at WrestleMania. You know, they did do it at WrestleMania. It's strange. Uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie to you. It is strange. Mm. But I don't know. It's strange. Yeah, I mean, I was a, a little like for me, my thoughts on the shows. I, I thought. It was okay. Um, when I went back and watched it, I kind of went off of what uh, the grades that I had seen online. So I didn't watch the whole thing. Um, I I watched Seth and AJ. I watched that. I watched Bianca and Asuka. And then I watched Cody and Brock. And then I watched the main event. You only missed the... Becky and Trish match. You watched the whole show, basically. Yeah, I didn't watch that because I heard that match was kind of weak. It was weak. It was hot ass. And then, and then, uh, <laughs> I, I did miss uh, poor uh, Natalia getting squashed on her birthday by Rhea Ripley. That was hilarious. <laughs> Man, I, I remember the night it happened. I was like, I, I texted when Natalia came out. I was like, why in the hell is Natalia coming out? And you said, because this is the best they have. I was like, she's going to get fucking wrecked. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that speaks to, I I think it's a problem right now in AEW and uh, WWE. The women's divisions are just shitty right now. <laughs> Poop, man. I mean, NXT's got some decent stuff in the pipeline, but yeah, right now it's it really just feels like it's Bianca, Becky, and Rhea, and that's about it. I'm curious yeah, to see how they keep trying this. to squeeze in. What's that? What the fuck is name? Chloe Stark. I don't like her. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think she head. showed potential. Like what I've seen of her in NXT, but I mean, that's still she just look corny as hell to me. I don't like her. <laughs> like NXT. These motherfuckers are corny, man. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about NXT because I watched one of the, <laughs> a couple of the matches from that yesterday. Um, I just thought those are some rejects. Like, I'm just like, what is this? And I'm like, like y'all got Booker T down there. Like, y'all need to bring him up. Like, I want to hear him somewhere else. Y'all need to be down there. Put that other motherfucker down there. Uh, one that's on Raw. That one, not Corey Graves, the other guy. Uh, they were actually talking about those two and said they don't have no chemistry. Well, send his ass down there then and mm-hmm. bring Booker T up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I didn't watch that one. I didn't watch the uh, the uh, the Natalia and Rhea Ripley match. I thought Brock and Cody was okay. I mean, I kind of get the booking of it, but I yeah, okay. I have not been a fan of the way that they've booked Cody since WrestleMania. Like Oh, so now he's not your champion. Hey, I was totally cool with them keeping the belt on our tribal chief. <laughs> Lucas. Yeah, buddy fault. Lucas was super pissed off about that. I mean, I kind of got why they did what they did. Um, but I don't know, it's I I don't like it they're almost booking Cody Rhodes, like 2. the, 0. huh? It's hard times 2.0. <laughs> right now, this booking with him being this super, like this superhero type, is giving me like mid 2000s John Cena vibes, like 2000. Yeah, 
It really does. And for those of you that have been wrestling fans for a long time, Cena went from being like popular with everybody to where anybody over the age of like 13 fucking hated him. Yeah. He was for women and kids, man. And I, I think this is where this is starting to lead. And right now, truth be told, if you were to ask me what match I would like to see at uh, SummerSlam, I just based off the pop that he got. Now, granted, I know it was his, uh, he was in his uh, home country. Well, not his home country, but he was, you know, back where he was, his parents are from. Um, I would almost rather see Sammy versus Roman at SummerSlam. Mm. Yeah. I thought you said Mania. No, well, SummerSlam. If I had said Mania, I apologize. SummerSlam. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, I'm just not a fan of the way. Well, I don't. We'll get to this in a minute. I I completely agree. Like, I, I, I didn't think about that. When you say it, I see it. I feel it. This is the problem I'm saying I have with him. Why I'm like, yo, I don't want him to get the belt right now because I told you something didn't feel right. Something doesn't feel right. And I I think we hit the hammer on the head right here. That's it. This is some cartoon shit. I'm not mm-hmm. got time for that. Yeah, I mean, he's still obviously over with the fans. So I don't think yeah. anything's going to change with it. But yeah, just the way he's been booked post-WrestleMania has not been... I'm you know good. good. I got beef with that motherfucker anyways. He dapped me up. You saw the photo. My hand was sitting there floating in the air next to your head, and you ain't even dapped me up, bro. I, I'm i going to go on record right now. So if anyone in WWE is listening to this show, I doubt it, but who knows. Book it. SummerSlam, Detroit, Michigan. Will versus Cody Rhodes. Oh, I would cut a promo on his ass. Your your calf is gonna be. You had a calf injury recently. Calf will will be at a hundred percent by the time August, early August rolls around. Got a story and everything. Oh yeah, yeah, it's perfect. You could you could be like a, like you just wear like a, a baseball hat and pretend to be a cameraman, and then like in a match, like you cost him a match, hit him in the head with a camera. <laughs> And then yeah, next week, they'll ask the you, like, why did you do this? And then, the mic. boom. Stand over him. Cody Rhodes, I'm coming for you. And you feel that's it. Don't drop the Booker T on Hogan, man. <laughs> you fill the rest in. <laughs> you fill in the blanks, everybody. Um, but, yeah, I, don't, I just thought that match was okay. Uh, yeah, nothing I super agree. exciting. I have a feeling uh, I think. What I foresee happening with that is I think Cody gets into the money in the bank, and I think Lesnar cost him money in the bank. They'll have the blow-off at SummerSlam. I, that's another thing. Why, why are they putting him in money in a bank? Like, I don't even see him winning that because, for I don't know. I don't think this is going to happen. For some reason, I think LA Knight could win that. Uh, I want him to that's win That's who that. I want to win money in the bank is LA Knight. Yes. That guy... Deserves a fucking push. 40 years old. Dude is over. I'm like, bro, he got it. (laughs) When they're chanting his name at the press conference louder than just about any of the biggest names 
that were at that press conference on Friday, yeah, give the man a fucking push. Oh, my God. But I think it's people are going to see Cody in the money in the bank and automatically think, like, well, this is who's going to win. Well, wait a minute. Cody could be in the money in the bank. Brock Lesnar comes out, takes his ass out. That's how they continue to see you going in a SummerSlam. Because mm-hmm. he'd be like, you eliminated my chance to win the cast the title in. They're going to do that. I'm calling it right now. Yeah, they'll. Uh, what I think is going to happen is they'll have their blow-off match at SummerSlam, and it'll prob- probably be another stipulation, like like a Hell in the Cell oh, or like Lord. a Street Fight or something like that. Oh, stay away from the Street Fight, because we saw the last Street Fight, and I said they're not even going backstage, and they didn't go backstage. <laughs> I know they won't do it, but I fucking... I would love to see a dog collar match. They're just nah. so violent that I mean that stretcher match. <laughs> hey, that's not a bad one though. Hey, give me the stretcher match. Well, just uh, watch any AEW episode from like the last six months, and you could pick out a stipulation. They run seven or eight a night. So, um, but yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. But I just wasn't. That match was okay. It did what it was supposed to do to progress their feud because I believe he called out uh, Brock at, uh, on Monday Night Raw like an open challenge. Yeah. But that's what I see happening. But uh, the main event, though, uh, Solo and Roman versus uh, Sammy and KO, that was the best match of the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't think that they would start the seeds of this already. But it looks like this is the beginning of the end of the bloodline. Yeah. And I was reading, did you hear about the rumor about Rikishi might get involved? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, there's rumors there's rumors that Rikishi might get involved. He was even tweeting out some stuff. He was like, oh, what the hell did he say? I think he said something along the lines of, and now I got to get involved or I'm going to show you how it's done or something like that. Like he's, uh-huh. I was like, okay, if they bring him in. This could really get interesting. Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, they just, uh, today WWE released a, uh, a schedule of, uh, upcoming Roman Reigns appearances on, uh, either house shows or WWE yeah. programming. He's got a lot. I saw that. Yeah. He's coming to Cincinnati too, which I'm, Pretty certain what? I'm going to go to that. Fucking, uh, June 17th. It's like coming up very, very soon. It's a house show at Heritage Bank Center. It's on a Saturday night. And I think my son has a game at like two something. And I think I can make that happen. So I think I'm going to go. June 17th. Mm-hmm. Let me check my work schedule tomorrow. Well, you heard it here, folks. Yeah. <laughs> we might have ourselves a Saturday date night. Uh, let me, uh, that's perfect. Saturday night? Yeah, it's just one perfect. of them super shows. But, yeah, he's yeah. supposed to be on it. We get good seats if we go. I will Remember, do my best. I got two kids. I'm got. i going to pull a Heath Slater out of my bag. I got kids. Oh, no, no, no. I'm saying, remember, he ain't decided yet if we're going to SummerSlam or not. I still have that money towards the ticket, towards tickets. If that's what you want to do, my friend, we can do that. Yep, so just let me know. Here you heard it, folks. 
Wrestling going to be coming to you. Wrestling show. And uh, WWE, if you're also listening to this, I've already given you a pretty much a rock-solid co-main event for SummerSlam. Get our show some press credentials for SummerSlam. <laughs> I actually... I, I applied for press credentials for that. <laughs> and I've not heard back, so I don't think I'm going to get them, but... You know what? You don't know unless you shoot your shot. So I'm like, fuck it. I might as well oh, try you know it. Motherfucker, let me get some press tickets to see. <laughs> oh, no. I was like totally like fucking like dearest WWE public relations department. I, I went fucking full old like 45 year old white dude. <laughs> you should have made a video. Uh, pardon me, ma'am. Um, I'm looking for the person I need to speak with for press credentials. Yeah, we. Like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Would have been cool, though. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, dude. Like, I was looking at uh, Roman's schedule, and he's not going to be. I don't think he's part of Money in the Bank. I think Solo and Roman versus, because I think this is what's going to happen. I think after what happened, which for those of you that did not watch it, uh, Jimmy and Jay came out to help Roman and Solo. Uh, defeat Sammy and KO. Uh, they miss a super kick. They hit Solo, knock him out. Roman gets pissed, starts getting in Jay's face, and then Jimmy super kicks Roman twice. <laughs> and then that uh, basically they they hightail it out. Helps uh, Kevin. Uh, he hits the. Uh, they hit the pop-up power bomb with a stunner on him. I couldn't remember. Stunner. I yeah, love the stunner. Yeah, then Sammy hits him with the haluva kick. Well, Solo with the haluva kick. One, two, three. Sammy and KO walk out as the champions, and Roman is left wondering what the fuck's going on with his faction, which is supposed to be addressed on Friday. Really? Yeah, Roman's supposed to be on SmackDown Friday. So, okay, cool. do you think... I think Sammy, or not Sammy, but uh, Solo and Roman versus the Usos is a fucking SummerSlam main event. I would rather see that match versus this at Money in the Bank. That's what I'm saying. I thought thought they were going to drop this at Money in the Bank. It sounds like they're trying to build that up, put that there, because I know that they said that... uh, Roman's gonna appear there now, so I I I I see that happening at some at excuse me at a uh, me in the bank. <clears throat> yeah, he's I he's going to, but I kind of want that to happen at SummerSlam. But if, if if you can do it at Money in the Bank and you can top that, then I'm game. Mm-hmm. And have me something even better at SummerSlam. I'm cool then. We, we can do that. Yeah, I mean the only the only viable option I could see. Is they do they run that at Money in the Bank and then it's Jimmy or Jay, which I think it should be Jay versus Roman at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. But okay. I I've of the belief that I think Jay should be the one that kills the bloodline for good. Like Roman has lost everything. And Jay is the one to put the final nail in the coffin. Like, Roman Reigns is the big bad boss is done. 
But I think yeah. you got to stretch it out a little bit. You can't have Jay in the bloodline and Roman still be the champion. Yeah. Oh, you know Jay's going to come to his senses and. Well, they're they're flashing right now. Like Jay seems to be conflicted. Jimmy was like I, all about. I, I see that, but I I'm telling you, I think. Remember, you've seen this before. He did it with Sammy when mm-hmm. he picked Sammy, and then he super kicked him and yelled, "You thought I, I'm gonna choose you? It's family over anything." I think he's doing that right now. You think? Yeah. Okay. I think we'll find out Friday. <laughs> I think we will too. Yeah, I don't want to see that at Money in the Bank, though. I want to see that at. Now I could see Roman versus Jimmy at uh, Money in the Bank. I don't want to see that because that's he gonna get going there and get his ass whooped. Yeah, I I think as good as the Usos are, I think Jay is kind of like I hate to use this for tag teams, but Jimmy and Us- Jimmy and Solo could go at it. Yeah, well, what would you do with Roman though? I think you have. I think you have to save Jay and Roman for down the road. Yeah. Because I, I, like I said, I hate to use that analogy, but to use the Rockers analogy, I think Jay is kind of the Shawn Michaels, and Jimmy is like the a much better version of Marty Jannetty. Yeah, that's why Jay is over. You know what? Jay got rated on uh, WWE. They're both in the 90s, aren't they? Or like the high 80s? Jay is a 90, and Jimmy is an 89. Really? Yeah. Wow. I was like, dang, Jay. I was like, okay. (laughs) Jay's in the 90s. I'm playing with Jay. Mm. (laughs) Still need to get that game, by the way. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm doing, like, you can tell he's kind of like, yeah, he's like a heavy hitter. Mm. But I can see him having a good singles run. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, I think you have to save that one for yeah. like down the road. But uh, overall, like I said, like I Knight of Champions put a bow on uh, this particular event. Knight of Champions was okay. I think the Bloodline implosion is kind of what saved it. If we didn't have that, I think it would be one of those shows you'd probably forget in like two months. Like, oh, that happened? Yeah. Okay. But, uh, but uh, you, I know you said you didn't watch NXT TakeOver, so we'll just kind of skip that one. But uh, the second big event of the weekend was AEW's Double or Nothing uh, coming out of Las Vegas. I still don't know whether Double or Nothing or All Out is the flagship pay-per-view for AEW. I I don't know because remember I'm always asking you, but I guess you could probably say double or nothing because they started in Vegas. Yeah, I've always said I've always felt double or nothing because like that was the very first AEW pay per view, but All Out is kind (laughs) of like the the DNA was from All In, which started this whole thing to begin with. Yeah. Um. I don't know. What were your thoughts on uh, Double or Nothing? I'm an AEW guy. I wasn't impressed. Mm. I wasn't impressed. I thought, I thought out of all of AEW's pay-per-views this year, I felt like that one was weakest, just like how I think Crown Jewel was the weakest WWE pay-per-view of the year. 
so yeah. far. That's that's how I feel. I I think it speaks to how good AEW's pay per views have been. Mm-hmm. That this one, I kind of feel the same way. I think this is the weakest one that they've done. Now I could probably go back. Um, I th- think outside of a couple matches, the uh, the first full gear was kind of meh. But uh, I this could be like you know recency bias, but I think this is probably the weakest pay per view they've done. But I think it's it was still a decent show, but by their standards. It was weak. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the t- I think it would be a lot worse, but the last two matches of the night kind of saved it. <laughs> I I think I too. Like I heard, that. I think you and I discussed how dead the crowd sounded throughout that. Yeah. Uh, apparently, people in the arena said that that place was loud the entire night. So I don't know if AEW as a problem with audio production i notice it when i watch AEW on tv that i have to it's the only thing i ever watch on tv and i thought for a while like my hearing was going bad like fuck it's finally hit me i'm gonna need hearing aids it sucks <laughs> but it's just it's AEW's like the way they mix the, the show it just does not come out very loud for me at all it's the only really? the only show i ever watch where i have to have my tv cranked up super loud to hear anything yeah, yours coming through a soundbar? Yeah. That's how mine is. I mean, yeah, I do. I have a I Dolby at I have a Dolby bit. Atmos soundbar that can do it has six or seven different modes on it. It imitates surround sound. Now, granted, I know it's not surround sound. You audio nerds back the fuck off. I get it. <laughs> but we worked at Best Buy. We know what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least we pretended to. And <laughs> But yeah, I, I don't know. It's just like they've always had this problem with the audio on their their programming. But yeah, I heard that that place was fucking loud the entire night. But on when you watch on TV, it translates to the crowd, the crowd just sucked. It. Yeah, I need video. I need video footage of that because that crowd that crowd was dead as hell. Yeah, I, there's no way anybody could convince me that otherwise that that crowd was not dead as hell. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting here saying because you you keep saying. The last two matches. I'm sorry. That last match, I turned that shit off. I went into another room. It was... I kept singing the goddamn song. I don't even know the damn... I went now, but I got tired of hearing it, and I could hear it, and I heard it, and I hear it, and like you said, this goes back to the AEW's audio, because yes, their audio is not that great. So me hearing that fucking song... Song was it? It was oh John Moxley's theme song. Yeah, it was wild thing. Yeah, yeah that wild thing. That's all I kept hearing. I'm like, what is this humming in my ear? And then I'm watching these guys beat each other up. And I'm like, this is utter chaos. Who's the legal man? What is going on? I don't like this. I'm going into another room. They shit the bed with that. And then. I came back and you see Takeshita come out and I was like, oh, that's where that motherfucker's been? He's been, he's been on a hiatus. I didn't realize he was gone. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I love those, like, like those just street fight, you know, gang warfare type matches that they seem to put on like every year. This seems to be like the thing now is they have like this faction warfare match. 
they did the stadium stampede and they did anarchy in the arena last year. I thought it was great. It wasn't the best match of the night. <laughs> they should have did that shit first. I'm not a fan of that. That's just my opinion. I'm not a fan of it. They should have did that shit first. Uh, bef- you talking about before the title match or? Yes, because I just felt like that was not a main event. Like, like really, you guys could go a little bit harder. No, you can go a lot harder than this. That this is the main event. This ain't no fucking main event. This is well. I think I the reason this. why it went on last is because the build going into that was probably the best storyline AEW had going at the time. I and that's sad. I I I felt the build for the four pillars main event like title match was not very good. Yeah, and I, everybody I kept getting on. Everybody kept cutting their promos. Like, like we said, like Jack Perry. I'm Jack Perry, and let me tell you something. I'm positive, and I deserve that title shot. Like, really, bro? You're not convincing. When you put those three guys in a ring with MJF, all four of them at the same time, Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, and Jack Perry. That's the analogy of bringing a knife to a gunfight. They. <laughs> I don't understand why you get those guys engaged into a promo battle with fucking MJF. Don't do that. No, none of those guys are ever going to be strong on the mic. I mean, Sammy and more to an extent Darby are kind of known for being daredevils. Uh, Jack Perry is kind of like, like kind of the team beat heartthrob guy. I he think lost every fucking match. <laughs> I think that if he had a mouthpiece, he would probably be much bigger than what he is. But the fact that he's not very good in front of, you know, on a microphone, I think kind of is to his detriment. If you look at the biggest uh, stretch of success he had was in Jurassic Express, and he had Christian doing the talking for him. Yeah, and that's, if I could create a wrestler, it would take the skill of Kenny Omega and the mouth of Christian and put that together, dude would be unstoppable. He would whoop MJF's ass. <laughs> um, I don't know, like I, but I thought the the four pillars match in the ring was probably the best match of the night. Yeah, I I, I would agree. Sammy, he did his thing. I fucking so hate that. I am not a good. Sammy Guevara fan, but Sammy Guevara stole that match. That guy was on yeah. fire and stretches that match. Like he seriously looked like. NBA Jam. The man can wrestle. Yeah. I'm not going to knock his props. The dude can wrestle. I just don't think I like his character. No, I I think, I think for me, a lot of it's just, is the danger, like he, he damn near killed Matt Hardy a couple of years ago. Oh, we got to talk about that too. Speaking about the Hardy, did you hear about that spill that Jeff did? Oh, I watched it. Oh, you saw that? Yeah, it was on the pre. It was on the the I didn't get to buy-in. See it. Was yeah. it bad? I th- I want to believe that because going into that match, they were working his leg, and I want to believe that he just sold his leg being worked over incredibly well. Like, oh, well, I don't even have like this leg strength to get up here and do this because these guys have just beaten the fuck out of my leg. But regardless, it, it didn't look great. Dang. All right, well, back to the four pillars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I thought that was the best match of the night. Uh, Sammy 
was a fucking rock star in that match. Um, but my question to you is, like, now who's ne- who should be next for MJF? Because I know they were teasing leading into this that CM Punk was going to make a return to confront MJF. But then I think that kind of got blown up once that match started before the anarchy in the arena. So, asking you, your book, you were, you got out. you got Tony Khan's ear right now, and he's asking you, like, Will, I need – who do we put – in a match, what's MJF's next program? Who are you booking? CM Punk coming back? I mean, I'm going to say is he? I, he I, is. I think it's pretty much, I think when they yeah, officially announce. There's nobody else really up there right now. They don't have anybody really built up. I think you need somebody that can match him with a microphone. On fucking callous. (laughs) I dig that dude's style, man. Like, I don't know, like... I don't know, he's wearing, like, the no-socks look, the penny loafers, those loud shoes. That man is clean. Yeah, he's sharp. Um, But for me, I think you have to have somebody that can match him on the mic. Uh... Fans love him, and they gives them a legitimate reason to have MJF play the heel and boo him. I think it should be Eddie Kingston. Oh, my God. We're going to fight. <laughs> What's wrong with Eddie Kingston? You want that sack of shit. I'm sorry. Eddie Kingston, I don't like that dude, man. He looks sloppy as fuck in the ring. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, my what? reasoning behind you know it what? is... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me re-eval- reevaluate. Mike Skill, I feel like... I feel now, like Eddie's a top five talker in AEW. I, I think that he has very I few would agree, but I think he just cusses his ass out. I, all I think he really does is just cuss his ass out. I don't know. He's delivered some pretty. He's delivered some pretty smart promos. I mean, he kind of delivers him in a way where it looks like he's going to do that. But I mean, he's gone. I mean, he went toe to toe with CM Punk and stood his his ground with CM Punk. He's went up against Jericho, stood his ground against Jericho. Didn't come off as weak against Jericho. Can he stand his ground against Christian? Telling you, I've, I, you put Christian on the mic against MJF. I think Christian might eat his ass up. I, I think, well, yeah, Christian, Christian's like in that stratosphere too, but I don't think you, you could do heel versus heel. No, no, they're not going to do that. And I think you make Christian a face that kind of takes away what makes Christian great on the mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying, like, if I could hear Christian go at it with somebody on the mic, I wouldn't yeah. be MJF because that would be gold. That would be another good program. That would be Eddie Kingston versus Christian. But, I mean, they have to have something to fight over. Not just slap together, you know, a random match like AEW seems to be doing lately. Um, But, yeah, I'm throwing my hat with Eddie Kingston. Huh? I felt this show was slapped together. Yeah. I mean, there really wasn't a lot that stood out to me. Uh, They finally ended uh, Jade Cargill's uh, winning streak, which I was not a fan of how this was done. So, I'll pull up his text message. 
going to spill your thoughts. I got a uh, let a text message up. Oh, well, I mean, my thing is, is like, okay, you've built her up, which I think they haven't done a, a great job of, like, helping. Like, Kevin Nash said on his podcast Monday that AEW's kind of let her down. They haven't really done enough to help her improve, which I kind of agree. Kevin Nash said this? Yeah, he said it on his podcast Monday. Like, she just it's is kind of... Huh? It's sexy. Yeah. His podcast right. is actually pretty a pretty good listen if you uh yeah, check that check out. out. Yeah. It's called Click This. K-L-I-Q. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. I, I, I spoke to uh, a guy. I told you. He won't, I keep telling you. Mark, Russ said, come on the show. Yeah, come on. Um, He said, I told him, I was like, as soon as I saw her lose, I was like, it's probably going to get a push now. And then he said, holy shit, that's how you book a street ending. And I said, I feel like that was kind of weak. He said this. I'll look at it like this. That makes Jade look strong because she already wrestled one match tonight. And I was like, okay, so she they could probably pull the fatigue angle on her. Then he said, that gives Stratlander the push she deserves while sending Jade off to do bigger things. And I was like... Okay, that kind of makes sense, even though that's kind of what the hell I said, because I feel like now we could potentially see her go up against Tony Storm when she gets back. But I was hearing and reading today that they're saying that her losing like that, because if you go back and you watch it and you look at her face, you're thinking, okay, her with that loss, that's going to, she's going to take, she's taking time off. When she comes back, they'll repackage her, and she'll be a different, have a different personality. She's not gonna come out like I'm that bitch. This, this, and that ain't gonna be no more of that. So, oh, I, I honestly, I hope not. I think that was probably like the best part of her package. I mean, was, man, that was her. I don't want that. I, I want to see her go up against Tony Storm. Tony Storm gonna be like, ah, no, stop. How do I deal with this? Uh huh. Hey, whoop all three of her, uh, the outcast ass. So that cricket. Be so. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ruby. I don't. I I didn't like her how she did uh, as she was doing Tay Mello. By the way, I don't know if you guys have watched AEW All Access. Let down that it was only six fucking episodes. It's coming back. It's part of um, when they announced that big TV deal, which I guess apparently it's not as big of a TV deal as uh, it was made out to be. Um, well, apparently collisions just an at like added programming onto the current deal that AEW has with Warner Discovery. What is, wait, 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 what explain that? Okay. Right now they I'm have a current deal, deal in place for programming. It was, yeah. um, like rampage dynamite. And it wasn't this big colossal thing. Like, Oh, they resigned him to this huge mega deal. It's, it's, I think the terms, if I read it right, I could be wrong. Um, but I think the terms are the same, but they just added two more hours of programming and they did away with the YouTube uh, shows. Okay, so that's all this is then. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, I'm yeah. betting Collision is going to be booked as like Dynamite's equal, but on Saturday nights. And I think Rampage I'll, is going to become I'll, more yeah, like... Yeah, I'll watch that. <laughs> yeah, I think Rampage is going to become kind of like the AEW Dark. Okay. And I think how they're supposed to do it, the tapings are going to be, I think, Collision and 
Uh, Collision's supposed to be live, but I think they're going to do Ring of Honor after. Yeah, that's what I was hearing. That'd be cool. That'd be cool because I'd bring them up, get them some stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I I mean, your friend makes a lot of sense, and I, I think that's why they did what they did. I don't know. It just... I think considering it was like they've made a huge deal about winning streak. I don't know. It, it's probably just me. I just, it kind of felt flat and I like Chris Statlander. I like Chris Statlander, but the problem is the problem I had with her ending that streak is, and it's not her fault, but she has not exactly been the pillar of health the last couple of years. I think she's missed really? a good chunk of two years because of knee injuries Ooh. And I don't want something like that. Basically, I think someone like it should have been someone more reliable than Chris Statlander. And like I said, it's not her fault that she's been hurt, but like, okay, what happens if Statlander goes out on AEW Wednesday night and then injures her knee again? Yeah. Then you got another vacant belt. Yep. However, as I said earlier, the problem with AEW and WWE is they just have had huge issues booking their women's programs right now. Yeah, and it's kind of mind-baffling when you think about it. I don't know. It just didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. You're like, what the hell? Like, What are y'all doing with the women's division? Especially the women's tag division in WWE. Like, That's a joke. Uh, who said, oh, there's a, a podcaster. His name's JD from New York. He does, um, YouTube stuff. And he actually said something that I thought made a lot of sense is just to scrap the women's tag team belts altogether because they just, that it hasn't worked. You think so? No, I, I don't think so. I was like, I honestly keep forgetting that they even have a tag, a women's tag team division like like scrap like scrap it just get rid of the the belts altogether make one universal like women's champion to kind of go between the two shows and that way it kind of mm-hmm. opens up which is what they should be doing with a world title instead of creating a secondary title but we'll um and then create a secondary women's like kind of like the intercontinental title for the women's division yeah. I, I think that makes more sense because then you can focus that on kind of like your second tier female competitors. You can build up stars using that. Like kind of like for years, the Intercontinental title was like the workhorse title. Like if you held the Intercontinental Championship, there was a good chance that you would eventually become a WWE champion or you're going to be working in the upper mid card throughout your run in WWE. Didn't always work out like that, but Macho Man, uh, Bret Hart, perfect. All uh, even Steve Austin. Although Steve Austin's intercontinental title run was very odd because he damn near <laughs> got paralyzed, but <laughs> and I, I think that's what they should do. And uh, I mean, when in terms of Jade Cargill, like I personally would have. Like to have seen them build somebody, like use somebody else besides Statlander. And I, I think that was kind of the rumor for months that Statlander was going to come back and take it from her. But I don't know. It's not so much 
how it went down, it's who was the one that did it. Yeah. I mean, I would have been even okay if it would have been, like, someone like, I don't know, like, I don't know, not Britt Baker, but, like, I personally would like to have seen. Willow Nightingale. Hey, you know what, though? She ended up winning the. uh, In Japan, yeah. She beat Mercedes. I think that's because Mercedes got hurt. Yeah, because she broke her ankle. But still, I mean, she won. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Like, your friend makes a very valid point, and I see that's why they did it. It just, my argument is who did it? Is who was the one that beat her? (laughs) I mean, it would have been cool to see, like, somebody come out and, like, you know, that was totally unexpected, although there's really not a lot. That would have been a cool spot for, like, it's a shame they couldn't get her, but, like, Naomi. That would have been a cool spot for Naomi to come in and do that. Like, okay, well, here, this former WWE women's champion multiple times. Like, this is a fucking wrestler with a pedigree. Like, okay, Jade's in trouble, but I don't know. I'll tell you what they could have added. Added a dream match. Booker T versus Martin Luther King Jr. That's what they could have did. <laughs> you got Psycho Sid in the in the stands, and then you got uh, who I want to come out the crowd. Blade. That's who I want to come out. Wesley Snipes. He's the special guest referee. I don't know where this is even fucking coming from, but just keep. <laughs> Sometimes I be thinking about the most random ass matches. I was like, man, what if such and such just fought each other? I was like. Why did I think of Booker T and Martin Luther King Jr. going at it with Blade as a special guest referee? <laughs> you know what's funny about that is that, honestly, like, WCW tried RoboCop. Yeah, they did. And, and they Chucky, so. Failed. Yeah. Although, Possibly. yeah, there's that, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where that come from. <laughs> Came from the glorious. Maybe, mind. maybe even when we don't do wrestling episodes in the show, just like I just will call you, like, "Hey, man, what random ass fucking wrestling match have you thought of today?" Like, oh well, today I thought of uh, Chef Boyardee versus uh, the Pillsbury Doughboy, and Rick Steiner is the special guest enforcer. Yeah, so Chef Boyardee, he got that special move. So he gonna roll Pillsbury's fat ass out to keep Mister Clean from interfering in the match. See, in the hell in a cell. <laughs> I say we call that the supermarket massacre, but then I'm gonna trademark that. You know, oh man, I just lost my thought. It was about something that actually just happened wrestling wise. I lost my damn thought. I, well, this is, right now we're off the, the fucking rails anyways. You're coming up with dream yeah, matches. I have just created a... something big. Oh, my God. I just created something you'd see on Celebrity Deathmatch. Matter of fact, did you ever watch that show? I did. I watched it when... Uh, Stone Cold was on there. Yeah, that was the reason I watched Like, oh, Steve Austin's going to be on a cool... It was kind of one of those shows that like was cool for like the first few episodes. And then like you get to watch it and like... I watched that back when I smoked a lot of weed. I'm like, this is fucking stupid. 
That show was great. When old dude, the announcer, when he died, <laughs> they had his son on there. I was like, okay, this show's getting nuts. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's kind of dumb. I, I don't know. I just I couldn't get into it after a while because it was the same thing over and over again. Oh, yeah, you knew that. But it was, I don't know. But wrestling-wise, I'm still just trying to jog my damn memory because I was literally thinking about a match that had just happened. I think I was about to say something about Jay Cargill. But I don't know. Like you said, they're doing a discredit to her. They're not using her right. But you can say that about a lot of people because where the fuck has... No, I think he'll show up on Collision. I was about to say, where the fuck has Mira been at? Because we haven't seen him since he did that little promo when he walked into Tony Khan's office. I think uh, like they're that. saving Miro and... Thunder Rosa, which, I mean, if Thunder Rosa didn't have so much backstage heat, I think she would have been a good opponent for Jade Cargill to lose to, but the fact that she right now has Um, to restore her reputation. Huh? Her and Britt Baker do not like each other. No, I I think that she needs to uh, repair her image backstage, and I think putting a title on her and ending someone that has worked as hard as Jade Cargill has during her run to have it ended by someone like Thunder Rosa, I, I think would just add more fuel to that fire. So, yeah, we, we won't use Thunder Rosa in that way. I don't know. And she, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Thunder Rosa. She's just there. Right now, she's doing, she's making music right now. She also doing- hosts... Uh, I think some, she's some show I see it on Instagram. Yeah, she's on Busted Open, uh, the Sirius XM wrestling show. I forget she's on there for like I think Wednesdays or Fridays, huh. which is also an awesome wrestling show. It's a uh, uh, Bully Ray, Dave Lagreca is the host. Uh, Tommy Dreamer's on there. Uh, oh, really? Mm, yeah, you can catch it on Sirius. They have a podcast version too that they they just kind of condense into like thirty minutes or so, but pretty good. Some ECW folks right there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Well, to get it back on a AEW double or nothing track. Um, but yeah, I mean, outside of uh, they ended Jade Streak, the main event, kind of an uneventful pay per view, really. I thought the yeah. the ending of the, uh, the Blackjack Battle Royal was really good. And I kind of want to see an Orange Cassidy Swerve Strickland feud going forward. I think those two could. Just blow the roof off of the place. Well, let me ask you this then about him. How do you feel like they have been book? How they've been booking the the international champion? Now, how do you feel like been booking Orange Cassidy? He's always on every like. I have it down to a T in my head. Like every time AEW comes on, it's caliber. It's Wednesday. They do the whole thing, and then bam, Orange Cassidy music always comes on. I was like, why is he always going first? I think that if you were giving out an MVP of AEW as of right now, it's hands down Orange Cassidy. How do you feel his title reigns been? I think he's like he has actually made that belt feel like it's worth something. I think he's done a even fantastic this, job building that belt up. And with this last match, even though it was a battle royale. I think he's about due to lose it at some point, but I th- uh, well, I don't know. Um, I think if he were to lose it soon, 
I think if you were to put, if you're booking MJF's next match going into all in, I think Orange Cassidy could be a possibility. Okay. I and now, that. now that I, I say it out loud, like, I think it makes more sense in uh, Eddie Kingston because Orange Cassidy doesn't have to talk on the microphone to get a huge pop. He doesn't yeah, need to be charismatic on the mic. Yeah, he can just look at him crazy and everybody's going to be like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I I think that it, he's going to lose it at some point, but I think that's to move him on to something bigger and better. But, yeah, I, I think his title reign is fantastic. I actually think that the international title – right now is probably a has more prestige than the TNT title. I think that the way they booked the TNT title for such a long time has just devalued that belt to where it's almost nothing. Because it seemed like it changed hands every couple of weeks. It hasn't well, really meant anything think, in a while. Do you think that a good thing you were talking about that because that was the Wardlow and Christian match, and I actually enjoyed that match. I, I thought, thought it was, was a good match cool. too. I thought it going uh, up until the last, the last half of the event. I thought that was the best match of the night. So, do you think? And now, since he uh, Wardlow has Arn Anderson with him, do you think that he'll actually hold on to this belt, this title now? I think they should, only because they. They've really dropped the ball with the way they booked Wardlow because coming out of that match with MJF at last year's Double or Nothing, he was the hottest star on the roster. And now look mm-hmm. at him. Yeah, he didn't. We saw what happened to Samoa Joe. Where the hell he been at now? So. I think he's primarily going to be on uh, um, Ring of Legend. Honor going forward. Although the rumor is that's who CM Punk wants to feud with. Out of uh, collision is uh, Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Yeah, I mean they they have a lot of battles going back from uh, Ring of Honor. So yeah, I mean it's kind of a it makes sense. Samoa Joe still can bring it in the ring. Be kind of a cool feud to see. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I thought uh, Orange and Swerve that uh, and actually Swerve Strickland would actually be. Probably a very legitimate contender to take the belt from Orange Cassidy. Yeah, they could do that. Let him get some time with that belt, build him up, and then eventually, if he gets there, have him and AEW champ go at it. Got to see how he does with this belt. I can see them doing that. It'd be cool. And I, you can also, I mean, you, I still think there's unfinished business with Swerve and Keith Lee. You can always run that program back too. He look ashy now. Like, where did all that gray come from? I think that's his natural hair color. He just decided to go with that. I honestly, I don't care about the beard and the hair, but where the fuck, what's up with the cape? <sighs> he just be doing his own thing. He just weird. I like <laughs> Keith Lee, but man, like that cape's got to go. I can see, but he just, I don't know, man. He just be doing stuff. I'm just, I feel like he could be used a little bit better. Oh, for sure. Have him and Dan Housen when Dan Housen comes back. The Battle of the Capes. Or what's that dude's name? That big dude? Big tall dude. He was wearing like the stonewash jeans. Long hair. He's like 6'4". Oh, four. Big Bill. That's uh, 
I became hearing about they need to do something with him. Yeah, uh, he's uh, much improved since his time as uh, with uh, when he was Big Cass in NXT. Cass, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, uh, he's a good wrestler too. I mean, honestly, I don't think a brand split would be the worst idea of all the roster, like all the people that they have. Oh, fuck! They you need to move do some that. Of, need to do it. You could even move some of those people to Ring of Honor, right? I. They they show some of those matches that Ring of Honor has, and they just, like, it's almost like they're just throwing fucking darts at, like, photographs. Like, okay, we're just going to have Claudio against, I don't know, fucking Matt Seidel for the world title because that's, that, that's where that dart landed. Yeah, and I'm like, who the fuck is that? Like, what? Yeah, like, okay, let's see who Claudio's going to defend the belt against next week. Like, oh, he's going to fight against... Uh, is that Peter Avalon? <laughs> That's like, our main event for Ring of Honor tonight. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, overall, though, I thought this was the weakest entry. Had some good moments. Last two matches, Will's not a fan of the anarchy in arena. I, I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, but uh, to wrap this up, I wanted to ask you, what were your five favorite matches of the weekend? Yeah, that's going to be hard. <laughs> okay, well, I'll give you mine. Um, number five, I would say, was Seth versus AJ. And that's probably more uh, to the fact that I couldn't really find a very strong contender for five. And I think that's probably the best of the maybe candidates. Um, number four was from NXT Battleground. And I only watched this because I read how awesome it was, but it was the last man standing match between uh, Dijak versus Ilya Dragunov. Those two beat the fucking shit out of each other for a good 20 minutes. Um, awesome match. Uh, I don't know if you watched it a few years ago when they had NXT uh, UK. Uh, Ilya Dragunov was the guy that beat Walter for the NXT UK title. So, um, Gunther then. Well, yeah, he was Walter in NXT. Walter okay. Yeah. Uh, but those two put on like a match of the year candidate. And uh, Ilya Dragunov, I don't know if you guys have seen him. He kind of, if like Conan O'Brien was like a 240-pound tough guy that just liked to get the shit beat out of him and then inflict pain upon people, that would be Ilya Dragunov. And then uh, Dijak was... Uh, he was pretty good in NXT. Then they brought him up for that retribution angle in uh, on Raw, which fucking was a total fucking train wreck. So then he went, he went back to NXT. That was an awesome match. I mean, I, from what I read, there was a couple of really good ones on Battleground, but that was the only one I watched. Uh, I thought that one was really good. Um, number three would probably, probably for me be Anarchy in the Arena. I just love the... Uh, all out chaos. Uh, I think it would probably be a little higher, but I was really thrown off by what the fuck was going on with that lead singer, that band, the violent idols. I shit, you not. I thought that dude was wearing blackface <laughs> when he came out here at first. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, dude, <laughs> No, I'm serious. Like, what the fuck? You, like, why are you doing... Like, how fucking stupid can you be? 
And then, like, they, they zoomed in closer, and it was obviously a mask. <laughs> but, like, you know what? It's one of those things where, like... You think Tony would let that shit go? <laughs> he did. He fucking he let him out there. Like, and honestly, it's one of those things, like, if it looks like it might... It, it looks like something else that you shouldn't put on TV, let's just fucking... Don't do it. Air on the side of caution, just don't do it. Hell no. Yeah, I, I seen that, I... I had no one, like, no one was in my living room. Like, I, I seriously, when they came out, I, sh- I threw my shoulders in the air, like, shrugged my shoulders, like, what the fuck is this? Oh like, come God. on, man. Um, yeah, that, that took uh, some points away from the match. It was a, it was a fun match, a uh, cool ending, and it kind of, I think it's going to lead into the, uh, the blood and guts cage match. I think we might see uh, a, uh, a someone from uh, New Japan come to help uh, the elite out. I think this might be uh, Koda. Is it yeah, Koda? They're going to ask Sabu to help. Oh, yeah. Before I, I'm going to touch on that here in a minute. I don't understand what the fuck Sabu's point in that match even was. Like he came out, did his fucking spot, and he chased him away. <laughs> and I I might ask you the most disappointing match of the weekend and I think uh, Jericho versus Adam Cole is a very very strong contender that match was ass yeah well we'll get into that in a minute yeah. um, number two for me is the uh, the four pillars four way for the AEW world title and number one was Sammy and KO versus uh, Solo and Roman, simply because the that bloodline story is the best thing in fucking wrestling. You can't tell me otherwise. I dare you to tell me anything that anybody else is doing as good as this. Bar none, the best thing in wrestling. And it's got a whole new uh, chapter yet to be written. So those are my top five. Will, yeah. I, I know you've had some time to peruse while I've given off my top five. What do you got? So I'm going to start from my favorite to... Hey, however you want to do it, man. One through five. Obviously, number one is the uh, bloodline match. We already know why I'm not going to get in all that. That's hot shit right there. That's hot grits. Hot. Love it. Second match, I would probably have to go with Pillars match. Pillars match was cool. Thought Sammy was doing his little thing out there. Um, yeah, I'd no, 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 no. Scratch that. Put that down to three. I'm gonna put the Wardlow and Christian match there because I okay. really enjoyed that because I ain't never seen no man that size jump off no ladder. That was a cool spot. Mm-hmm. And Arn Anderson was, bit Luchasaurus's thumb. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> that. So that match was, that match was cool. Um, let me see. Here. I said one was Bloodline, two Christian Wardlow, three Blood, uh, not Bloodline. The Pillars, was, um, four away. Yeah, the Pillars, four. Brock and Cody, and then five. Just from a wrestling standpoint, I would probably put. 
Oscar and Bianca Belair from okay. a wrestling standpoint. Just, you know, talent in the ring because they they actually can wrestle, and I want to see some shit. And I think they have good chemistry in the ring. Yeah. So they put on a good match. I, I so thought the match was pretty about. good. I didn't think it was quite as good as a WrestleMania one, but it's still oh, pretty the WrestleMania good. WrestleMania match was amazing. Mm. <clears throat> but <laughs> how you were sitting here saying for shit matches of the. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What was what was your most disappointing match of the weekend? Okay. So I think there's really only two contenders. (laughs) Well, you had Trish and Becky Lynch. Okay, the three then, but no, that's not most disappointing match of the weekend for me. You had Trish and yeah, Trish and Becky Lynch's contender. Hunter and Mustafa Ali, I really did not care for. Yeah, that one was just okay. It wasn't anything. I didn't even think it was okay. So they got this motherfucker out here doing okay, whatever. Obviously, it's Jericho and Sabu. Why? And Adam Cole, I've been actually meaning to say this because I haven't been on here forever. I'm not really a big Adam Cole fan. Really? He was hype about him. I, I think he has the potential to be the one of the top faces in that company. I hated the match because it was supposed to be basically an unsanctioned match where basically you do anything and then it got fucking stopped by a referee. Like what's the yeah. fucking point of making this a unsanctioned match when you're going to have somebody stop it. The whole point of that stipulation was that anything could happen and the referee was only there to like make the pinfall and that was it. And the referee stopped it. Didn't fucking get it. And I, like I said, I, I don't understand what the fuck set the point of Sabu even being in that match was. Like, I love Sabu. I'm a diehard ECW fan. Sabu was always one of my dudes. Uh, come find out later, he's a kind of a, not a very good human being, but... Uh, really? Oh, yeah. The, look up some shit on Sabu. Like, I'll check that out. Yeah, they say he's the homicidal, suicidal, and genocidal maniac. Also, racist maniac, too. <laughs> and a homophobic baby maniac, but... Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't understand the inclusion of him in that match at all. I, I, I think that stipulation could have been used for uh, something else. Like, I was telling a friend of mine that I thought... A cool way for that match to have stopped if you're going to do it like that is why not have Kyle O'Reilly, who should be coming back any day now, why not have him come out there and, like, Adam, is this worth it? You know, try to stop him from beating the shit out of Jericho, that chain. You know, it's like something like that, but just to have the referee stop, I thought fucking sucked. Where did you, th- how did you think that uh, FTR uh, claim match was? Um, FTR, excuse me, the House of Black, excuse me. I thought it was okay. Uh, I yeah, think I told you, I think I told you it's almost like they were just waiting. Like, they could have. Another reason why we thought the crowd was dead, because this was not on the card originally. Like yeah, and that's the first and time I legit heard the, t- the crowd pop on TV was for the acclaimed. For them, yeah, that was it. And I thought that that was the reason why they brought him out there. It was like, okay, well, we need to get this crowd hyped up. So, which I will give bonus points to the 
the fucking dig at Buddy Murphy. <laughs> that was that was I I lost it when he said that. Yeah, he uh, he's X Caster's hilarious. Yeah, I, I, I thought the, that match was just okay. Uh, nothing spectacular. Same with the FTR uh, versus Jay Lethal and Double J match. Like, I just thought it was okay. Um, I am a I will be on record. I am a huge Jeff Jarrett fan. I've liked him for a long time. I don't understand the hate he gets, but I also do not understand how they continue to get fucking world tag team title matches. I don't know if that's a reflection of how bad the AEW tag team division is right now. But you don't understand the hate he gets. Yeah, I don't understand why he is so vilified in the wrestling community. Simple. That motherfucker is trash. He's like Riggs in Raven's flock. Oh, he's not. Now, come on. He's not that bad. <laughs> I ain't never liked Jeff Jarrett. I and that's cool, like, you know. Like, you are corny. <laughs> but I don't I don't understand how they continue to give them tag team matches, and I think it's just a fact that I don't that, get that neither. That whole little crew, man. I don't I don't like that crew. Like Satnam Singh and that little bald peanut head dude with the pencil in his ear just running around not doing nothing. I'm like, bro, you you guys are like if Virgil was a group you guys are Virgil. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that the top tag teams in AEW are all faces. The acclaimed FTR and the Young Bucks are all faces. They have no decent heel tag teams. I mean, the House of Black right now is a faction, so. Uh, what else you know, is there? That's what I'm trying to figure Like, I honestly... I don't know. I mean, you get a lot Swerve of it would just be, knuckleheads. huh? Swerving his knuckleheads. I mean, I don't see those guys competing for the Man. tag team titles. Well, when you put it like that, that sounds like the trios uh, side of things needs some work too. Then there's not enough teams. Yeah, I mean, even if you want to go a little deeper, I mean, they're technically the. Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions, but the Lucha Brothers are just as popular as some of the other teams in the division. So I mean, I don't know why they're down. I don't know why they're down there. They need to move them up. I think it's just to build up the tag team division in AEW. And I think it's just one of those oh, things yeah, where we haven't talked since that's when Dante Martin got that had that nasty injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I think the only other heel tag team is the Guns. That's it. Can't stand them with that damn porno music. I don't know. I'll give them. I'll give them their due. That they had that. Uh, what song was that from Fifty Cent that they came out to when they lost to FTR? That was pretty cool. But uh, I don't know. Well, hey, uh, we're uh, about to wrap this up. You got anything you want to add before uh, we put a, a nice little ribbon on this episode? Yeah. All in my man Bill Goldberg in thought I forgot about that but no Bill and Tony Khan actually have a good relationship I don't know if you read into any of that or mm. not Bill will be at all in that retirement match I'm calling in now who do you book but, him against uh, MJF no, you put him against MJF okay 
But that's if he wants to go out with a loss. But if he wants to go out on a win, Wardlow. I'm a match. You can easily stir something up. I think Wardlow and Goldberg would kind of be intriguing. I I was also thinking, like, like, well, no, Sting doesn't really want to do single stuff anymore. I think Sting would be kind of cool. Yeah. For nostalgia purposes. Um, yeah, that'd be cool. And then... um yeah, that's I think that's that's really it, man. But like I said, bring Goldberg back and see what we see see what they can do with that. Yeah, yeah. I don't really have anything else to add. I I think we're getting ready to trend into a low spot here for wrestling until we have Money in the Bank and Forbidden Door coming up. A lie. Why well, we got a little? Yeah, we got a little stretch. No pay per view. Yeah, uh, that's fine. That's that's well, Forbidden Doors in June. Mean. It's next okay, month. Forbidden. Okay, and then uh, I think Money in the Bank is it's July. I think that's July. It's early July though. I think it's like the first or second of July. Hold on, I have. Uh, let's see. Uh, Money in the Bank is July the first. Oh, okay. In jolly old England. Okay. Yep, right. it's July the 1st, so we got a little bit of a stretch, but not too long. So, I mean, there should be big shows, especially, uh, I mean, the Money in the Bank is pretty much the unofficial fifth biggest WWE event of the year. And then Forbidden Door is the New Japan AEW Super Show, which I'm kind of curious to see how that goes. Yeah, I wonder how that's going to turn out this year. I wonder how those all those shows are going to turn out when they start going up to Canada and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, AEW is pretty much going to be camped there for like a month. Yeah. Oh. Well, hey, it was awesome talking to you. Uh, Why try to bring you on for like a movie episode here soon? Yeah, this depends on what movie movie it is. Like, I remember you asked me about that. We ain't really talked about the movies because ain't shit out that I want to see really. Um, <laughs> wrap this up real quick. I did finally finally get to see Guardians of the Galaxy three. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Still haven't seen it. Um, I will not spoil it for you. I will just say that it's the best Marvel movie that they have made since Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Not, it's not, I, don't, I didn't like it as much as Spider-Man 3 or Spider-Man No Way Home, but it was still a really, really good time, and I, they, they no did home. everybody That's well. That's the Tobey Maguire one, right? Hmm? That's the one with all the Spider-Men in it, right? Yep, all the Spider-Mans. Yeah. yeah. And I've only seen it that one time. And I'm actually going to see Spider-Man this weekend. Okay. I, Spider-Man, I'm going to go see that. Um, I I kind of want to see it, but I also might need to see it because it's supposed I, to tie in for the Marvel stuff. Um, I'm going I'm going to go check it out for sure. Um, just we have uh, plans to take my four-year-old daughter to her very first movie and she oh. wants to see the little mermaid oh wait till we cut off here i gotta tell you something about that but all right folks uh <laughs> <laughs> all right guys thanks for listening to this episode it's been a blast uh follow us on social media uh the links are in the description you can find us on facebook instagram twitter uh start to do some more stuff on tiktok uh shoot me an email couchpotatopodcast at gmail.com. Let me know what you think of the show. 
you have any show ideas, you just want to comment on something you heard here on the show, you want to tell me how much I fucking suck as a podcast host, <laughs> hey, I'm all ears. Let me know. I don't know unless you tell me. <laughs> and uh, if you do like what we're doing here, be sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. That does help uh, the show get a little bit of notoriety. So if you decide you want to look up uh, dream matches of Booker T versus Martin Luther King Jr. with Psycho Sid and Blade, it'll be that'll be the first show or the first result that comes up. I don't know where the fuck Will got that idea from, but hey, come back each and every week for just off the wall shit like that. So, all right, until uh, next week, we will talk to you guys later. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>